sports fans, and welcome to episode 56 of State of My Sports. That's State of MI Sports. We talk about the teams we love and you love in this great state of Michigan. Stay in touch with us on our social media, State of MI Sports, on Instagram and Twitter. Also like our Facebook page with the same name, State of MI Sports. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You're alerted when a new episode is out. And share some some friends to help us grow our audience. Episode 56, we're going to talk a little bit about the Pistons and today's breaking news on them being open to hiring a true GM. Uh, we will stick to on, on the breaking news theme with, with uh, some NHL talk. They, they uh, came up with their, uh, what would they call it, the restart plans or the, the plan to play or something like that. Uh, Gary Bettman came out with it today. Uh, we'll talk about how it affects the Red Wings, but just kind of talk about it as a whole in the NHL. Kind of exciting that we're going to see some real sports, you know, coming with a, with a plan here. Uh, we will also have some fun filling our banana boat with our four least favorite uniforms of all time. And, of course, we will grade some Michigan beer. I am Sam Waldhart, and with me today, Ryan Waldhart and Micah Smith. Kyle Fossey's still sleeping in a cave somewhere. Who knows what he's doing, but uh, we he, still love him. he will be back. He, he promised the 1st of June, so that will be episode 57. So I'm holding him accountable. I'm telling the listeners so you guys can look forward to him Guilt coming shame. back next week, hopefully. So Last time he promised something, it, it was like the farthest thing from the truth. <laughs> that's it's a like good point. Four uh, weeks. Just give me four weeks. It's like eight weeks ago. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, we've uh, heard that multiple times. You know, so the shutdown was semi-lifted here in Michigan, up north at least. But we still had a good Memorial Day weekend, right? What did you guys do? Yeah. Micah, I spent the first part of Memorial Day with you. Ryan, I spent like the rest of the it rest. with you <laughs> so i know what you guys did but the listeners don't so you guys can can one of you guys share with what what how your memorial deacon weekend was yeah go for it ryan oh yeah so i had stayed home the whole weekend and it was great the weather was perfect we got all kinds of projects done around the house so we, we started uh you know i bought a grill i got uh that's right i forgot about the you, grill. you haven't even seen the the sectional in the back on the deck i haven't seen it yet yeah so i got to show you that it was it was a weekend full of projects, but the best of all, it was just a weekend where we felt kind of normal. We were outside in the sun, it felt like summer, and just hanging out with you most of the weekend yeah. too. I mean, it was it was great. It got hot. It got real hot. I love it. I love heat. Like <laughs> Ryan and I were talking, we're like, we just love sweating. Yeah. Like when it's hot and you're sweating. It's so nice. Like doing the simple things in your I, – I don't know. I really uh, like to sweat. So. Sam and I were just hanging out. We were talking about how much we love to sweat. <laughs> yeah. So that's how that's how we spent the well, Sunday of our of our weekend, just talking about I, how much we like sweating. Yeah. I love that you brought that up because I had a conversation <laughs> with friends and family about how much they love fall. I mean, fall's great. Yeah. I love summer. I love summer nights. Yeah. yeah. I love I nothing better than summer nights. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So, Micah, you, I know – was it Friday that we, we hung we hung out Friday? We had a fire at your house. Yep. You had a pretty good time that day. Uh, too um, good of a time. We had, we went and visited uh, some grandparents. The kids mm-hmm. had a good time out in the woods. Was there anything else that you did that I was not a part of? Yes. Uh, so the wife and I and the kids and um, sister-in-law, we went down to Indiana. We went to South Bend. That's like, right. Why, why did we go visit Notre Dame? Because there's some sort Fully of open. freedom down there. <laughs> Fully open freedom. So... Yeah, so we actually went to bars, restaurants. We we were at a hotel. Crazy. We, we, we the kids got to swim in the pool. We got to swim with the kids, play some penny games. It was a really good time. Nice. It that's felt good. normal. Yeah, that's that's really good. How many nights? Just one night. And one just night. Day and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It's just get away. I mean, it was an hour forty five minutes to South Bend from here. Perfect. Uh, it is time to to introduce our Michigan beers for Wait, episode fifty six. I thought. But, but, I, <laughs> yeah, before we do that, hold on. I thought you were going to get into something that you had over the weekend. The, are you talking something about the pool, the, uh, the pool fiasco or something oh, else? Oh, no, no, no. no I didn't want to bring that. That's too sore a subject. But you asked me if I had a sore subject, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I definitely have a sore subject to bring up. Did I have a sore subject to bring well, up? Well, it was it was not about me. It was actually more about you. So oh. Oh, yesterday no. we started playing a game that I think the first time that we had played, right? It's called, oh my gosh! Called, I, com- I blocked this out of my memory. <laughs> it's called ah, pad- so it went paddle really battle. bad. Paddle battle. You heard of it? I, no. Yeah. Explain ba- paddle battle. It's basically ping pong. It's like a giant wooden paddle and like a ball, like a it's, like it's a like a rubber ball. Yeah, it's a rubber ball. Like it's not like pickleball too. Like I know pickleball is kind of getting bigger. Yeah, it is getting That's bigger. That's the one with the wiffle ball, but yep. yeah. No, but this is more like um, you know, the the mini game that you hit up against a wall. 
Wall ball, wall ball, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, don't know. Well, anyways, it, it it's a heavier, dense rubber ball, and you almost hit it like up. a lacrosse ball. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, a little bit softer, but yeah. Yeah, bouncier. But anyways, it, it's got a net in the middle, and we basically just we didn't know how to play, so we played ping pong rules. Yeah, we should look up the real rules. That's <laughs> why we. Nice. That's, that's why the results were how they were. Well, yeah, probably. We, we weren't playing I'm by the real rules. I would guess. Good at Wait. Ping pong. Oh. <laughs> So Who anyways, did the results favor? Well, Hold on here. Some, someone's well, sore. We played four I'm, games. I'm very sore. We played, <laughs> my feet are sore. My voice is hoarse. <laughs> we played four games, and a Waldhart won each game. I'll, I'll hey, leave it as that. Yeah, wow. Waldhart won. Yeah, that's that's a good way to leave it. And it was not a sore subject for me. <laughs> nice job, gentlemen. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, I'm so mad that you brought that up. Was there good sportsmanship <laughs> but at least? W- we talked about it. We are going to buy it for the cul-de-sac. We're, it also wasn't on a even, uh, even playing field, literally. Like, it was a down slope. So, but every time that the game was, was time to win, like, I was going to the more difficult you, side. It was, so, you, it was even it was, for me. It was it was an uneven surface for him. <laughs> so, just remember that this, there were... It wasn't. It wasn't even. So we're gonna get it for ourselves. We're gonna split it another fifty-fifty purchase, yep. and we're gonna play out in the the cold set. You did bring up a sore subject, didn't you? I did. Yeah, it was a very sore <laughs> subject. <laughs> Probably sore than the pool, but we'll get into pool the other day once Yeesh. that thing's uh, sorted out. We can move on. Now, yes, we will move on. Uh, so before we <laughs> we introduce our beers from episode fifty-six. Uh, I want to remind everyone that although you cannot sit at the Hobbs Brewing Company and Cafe like you can in South Bend, Indiana. Uh, you do not have to miss out on their great beer during the shutdown. They are, are open Monday through Friday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. So you can continue to support them by purchasing crawlers, growlers, gift cards, and merchandise. They have great beer, great staff that we need to support now more than ever. The Hops is the official brewery of State of My Sports for 2020. And if you mention State of My Sports, you'll get a dollar off your crawler, $3 off a growler fill, which includes the brand new State of MIPA, State of MIPA. Is the way I like to say it, um, <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> which is named after the podcast. Uh, we we all three have graded it. Kyle will grade it next week if he's here. Uh, so we obviously you know highly recommend that one, but we recommend all their great beers and seltzers. And make sure you tag State of My Sports and and all of your beer grades and stuff like that. So somebody just start talking and introduce your beer before I continue to stumble over my words. So tonight I'm drinking from Grayline Brewing. On Alpine Ave in Grand Rapids, Michigan, squared away double IPA. Do you think they meant that as a rhyme? Squared away IPA? Squared away double IPA. Mm, doesn't seem like it. No, oh. but it, it was pretty cool. It's a gray yeah. area. Uh, 10%. <laughs> uh, I, there's nothing else to be said about it, so. Cool. We'll move on. Yep. Ryan. Oh, man, you caught me off guard. All right. Um, I'm drinking Cakewalk Vanilla Cream Ale from Right Brain Brewery. Uh, the brewery is in Traverse City, Michigan. I, oh, wait, right, right Brain. I've actually been there. Have you? Yeah, I didn't realize that this was the place. Okay, cool. Is that the right side of your brain working? It, the correct side now, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's right or left. No idea. <laughs> uh, this, this is um, probably a little less of a vanilla cream type ale than I was expecting. <clears throat> But overall, good beer. Started yesterday and continuing today. Cool. I am drinking from Gray Line as well, like Micah, uh, which is on Alpine Avenue in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Disrupted. It's their Red Rye IPA, 7.6% alcohol by volume. So far, so good. Courtesy of my sister, Brittany. And there's 10 cents to return this. FYI. To quickly talk about the Detroit Pistons, I'm sure this is going to be kind of breaking news to a lot of listeners. Did you guys know <laughs> that the Pistons do not have a general manager, and they haven't for two years? No way. I bet you most of our listeners did not know that. That's probably true. You're they right. all probably thought it was Ed Stefanski, but if you listen to the podcast regularly, you would have known that because I brought it up before. Ooh. But they need a true GM. And here we are, breaking news this week, today. On the podcast. Well, it happened earlier today, <laughs> but Ed Stefanski has been the Detroit Pistons' de facto general manager for two years. The team could soon have a regular GM is what came out today. Um, Warjanowski, Adrian Warjanowski, I believe that's the the big guy on the ESPN that does the... Woj. 
Um, yeah, the the breaking news. Breaking news for that. for NBA. Um, he basically came out and said that they're looking. They are open to hire a true general manager to work under Ed Stefanski. Hmm. They want someone to make good decisions. So they I want like that. yeah. So under. That's what it says. Yes, alongside. No, you're right. Sorry. Thank you, you for go. correcting me on that. Alongside Ed Stefanski. So I want to break this down a little bit. So very easy to say it's the right decision. Get a true blue general manager in here that knows how to make basketball decisions, knows how to be a general manager. Is that fair to say, Ryan? Yeah. Keep going. Okay. That's a, that's a no-brainer. But I see a lot of red flags of the way that they're going about this personally. Ooh, I want to hear and, it. And I, I would love – I mean, jump in when you guys need to if, if I'm – Talking about my butt here, but you're bringing so you have Ed Stefanski who hired the coach. What's his name again? Sorry, uh, Toronto. Yeah, uh, <laughs> holy smokes, his name. I know his name. Name's escaping me right space, now. Yeah. Um, but anyways, he already hired him, and it's embarrassing. So now all of a sudden you're going to bring in a general manager, and what comes? Dwayne com- Casey. Dwayne Casey. Thank you. What comes with a new general manager generally? A new coach. A new coach. Whether it's year one or year two, that's generally is is the way it goes. I'm gonna see a lot of division. Like I see division in this. I don't understand how they're gonna make it work. If they can, awesome. Yes, bring in a general manager. It's the right decision. All right, but I, I, so yeah, go well, go ahead. I have so many prop. This is the this basically sums up the Pistons organization right now because they are in a never ending loop of mediocrity Mm -hmm. and the one year that we had a chance to be as bad as we could possibly be and get a top three draft pick which we talked about last week with which we talked about is is this year and that was ruined because of the COVID situation and the the stalling of the season and now and now the Pistons don't have the luxury I guess of tanking all the way down to that level the biggest issue is the last two years have been Two years, two critical years of this organization just deciding whether we are going to make a playoff push and become a real organization or tank and go after draft picks. And during that time, we hired a new head coach like you just outlined. How bad are we that we didn't even have a real general general manager during this time? Yeah. Like That's the first thing. Why did we not have a real general manager during this critical time? Now we've made all of these decisions. We're in complete rebuild mode. We, have, we traded Drummond. We didn't let a real manager, general manager, make that decision. Mm. As Stefanski then. Yeah. So now, okay. So now, if they're going to try to get real and try to correct their issues, and we're going to get a general manager. Now, the way they word this is, he's going to be working alongside Ed Stefanski. So now, the, it's just waiting for the budding heads to yeah, begin. Yeah. Like, like, during keep well, and all of this during the most critical part of an organization when you're when you have a tanking organization and you need to rebuild. Mm-hmm. How can you do that with two voices? You're doing it the the, the opposite way. It, it feels like, like, yeah, you you always have a president of basketball operations. You always have a GM. That's generally how it works. Is it? And there's nothing wrong with that. But they come on together. And from what this this announcement sounds like, it doesn't sound like this is Stefanski's idea. I mean, like, okay, I'm gonna hire somebody to work alongside of me. It sounds like it's coming right from the top with what is it, Tom Gore, Tom right? Yeah. yeah, and and he's like, look, I'm not a big fan of what Stefanski's doing. I'm not gonna fire you yet, but I'm gonna bring someone else on there that I I can weigh his opinion as well. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like it's going to work. Like, again, I want a GM. I want a true GM. But I I the way that they're doing this, it seems like a Ticking time bomb to me. It, it, al- it almost comes off as Tom Gores is going to be the the puppeteer with Stefanski and just kind of saying, just telling Stefanski, I don't like how GM X is doing this. Mm-hmm. Okay, this Stefanski is going to be the middleman. Yeah. You, you can't do that. You can't do that. Nope, I don't like that decision. Well, I thought this was my job. Yeah, that, that it's gonna. Well, he's that, gonna be the greatest micromanager. Well, and that's the thing, though. I thought this was my job. The key to any organization is to be leading from the top down. Right. So if you don't have clear roles, clear, basically, where somebody can say, "Stay in your lane." That's not what you do. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna have success. You're gonna have people that are doing the same job, either wasting time against each other, yep, or butting heads against each other. And that's exactly yeah. what they're they're going to do with this. Yeah, hire, thinking that what they could like. do it better or. Next thing you know, after the draft, let's say it's a, a full year goes by after the draft. Well, 
I actually wanted to take Lonzo Ball, right. but he didn't. So we went his way. Like that is not healthy for an organization. If I'm waiting for the next announcement to be that Ed Stefanski is going to be the president of basketball operations, so, does that, he that have would be that terrific title or no? I, I thought he already did. I could be wrong, but both. I well, he never even had the general manager title. If if I'm right, he's not like mistaken. an in, interim. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just like a. I think he's just head of basketball operations. I don't know if it's like president or anything like that. Now, that is two different things. The general manager will be the one managing the team and the transactions and all that stuff. The president of basketball operations has more to do with the the day-to-day. Yes, exactly. Like Like, uh, scheduling, making sure that the the, uh, facility is cleaned up after games and like making sure – I don't know the t- the organization has the proper meals on their road trips and all that stuff. Mm. Like there's there is a very clear line of what their roles are. So if he were to go back to being, I don't, I actually don't know who the president of basketball operations is right now. I'm pretty sure it's Ed Stefanski. So that's his I, role. I thought that's then, what it was. Then that's what you do. Mike, can you confirm that? Do you I, have? I, I'm it gonna right look there? it up. Hang okay. On. Um, but but anyways, it look. I think going after a true GM is, is the right right idea. But what kind of GM are we going to go for now? I don't think anybody's going to be like, hey, I'm going to jump ship from team that they're already a, a general manager at and jump to the Pistons. I think they're probably going to take a shot at more of a younger guy, maybe somebody out of the league. Chauncey Billups has been mentioned. He was mentioned like a couple years ago. Could he be mentioned again here? I, I, I don't want to throw names out there quite yet. I think it's still too early to have a true opinion on, on who the, the candidates are and who's interested in the job. And, and honestly, they word it in a way that's like, we might not even hire a general manager. Yeah. It's almost just like, we're just going to dip our toe in and see see what's going on. Is anybody interested in being our general manager? Because if not, then that's fancy. You're still good with what you're doing, right? Like, doesn't it feel that way? It does, yeah. I mean, the good thing is, is that anybody who wants to make a name for themselves and really believes in their ability to be a general manager, they'll take their shot. So if somebody thinks they're ready and there's an opening – they're going to they're going to rationalize it however they need to in their head to to go for this thing. So it's the Pistons responsibility to make sure that that person has a real general manager role and not some split up garbage uh multi-manager style with Ed Stefanski. So completely agree. So it looks like Ed Stefanski's role is technically senior advisor of basketball operations. Oh boy. Interesting. Okay, so as senior <laughs> advisor, like his, his first thing to do would be to get rid of that role and give himself a different title. Right. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's it's another example. I think I think you said it. it's another example of of a poorly run organization, and and they're they're just mediocre. They're not good. They're not well. They're bad. Well, they might make they're the playoffs. Good enough. They're not. They're, they're not good enough to to contend. They're not bad enough to get a high draft pick. Well, they were when they decided to well, do bad it. Enough. They're but just it's not like, I mean, we're we're two two years way past this right now. Like we should have been tanking two years ago. Not tanking. I, I don't want to go into a season tank, but you should have sold at deadlines. You shouldn't have been buying at deadlines. You should well, have been putting okay. yourself in a position that's like I would much rather get in the lottery than be the eighth seed at this point. The problem is Tom Gore's went all in on Blake Griffin, and when that happened, and that's yeah. Stefanski. Yeah, and when that happened. They had to try to to experiment to see what worked and if anything would work. Experiment's over. So now they now nothing works. Now you need a true GM that's going to be like right. But we during need to build this thing. Well, up. but during this experiment, we didn't even have a GM, and that's the embarrassing part. Yeah, of the whole thing. And now and now they're not correcting the issue. I hope they do, but but the assumption would be they're going to mess this up somehow. Yep, time will tell. So here we are, episode 56. Episode 55, we did our four favorite unis of all time. So now, I mean, we filled our banana boat with that. Now we're going to fill them with our worst. Hopefully they flip in this banana boat. Right? Isn't that the way? That's the way banana boats work. Why do we have to fill a boat with terrible unis? You know, So we can dump them. Good. Leave them out there. We'll cut the string and leave it out in the middle of the lake. Leave them out in the middle of the lake. That's what we're going to do. So, Ryan... I know we're we're jumping pretty quick into it here, but Might it's well. your turn, so go for it. Uh, the first one, I have to, I have to look behind me. Is this okay to to yeah, reference? Just talking to the microphone. So, nineteen uh, nineties Tampa Bay Buc- Buccaneers, just the uh, the only the orange 
Well, this is their new one. This is a throwback to the 90s Buccaneers teams that would get burned constantly by Barry Sanders. That's the only reason why I like these unis, because if I see a Barry Sanders run a highlight reel and these unis are on, I'm like, oh, it's going to be a good one. <laughs> yeah. It's probably going to be an 80-yard touchdown run. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? This this orange, you you like it. I kind of like it. That's ter- See, oh, so I, do, I like the old ones, like when they're supposed to be throwback. You know what I mean? Like even the yeah. old logo, it had, it had a different logo on their helmet. I thought it that would bring like a, a better quality to it. And also, I don't know why they're bringing the red in. I don't like the red with the new ones. It just doesn't work. It, yeah. The red with the orange Which like that. But they're just it, trying to hold on to, to it, their old uniforms, it's a little, I feel like. Right? a little too much red. I mean... I think the red on the pants and the socks is okay, but on the shoulders. See, this guy wears it pretty much. good, though. I mean, he's got it like it's like form fitting and all that stuff. In the '90s, everything was baggy and loose, and I think it even made the 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 orange just even worse. Yeah, it, it just looks uh, sloppy. They had to go extra big because they had Mike Allstott on the team, oh, so they're the like, so he, biggest shoulder yeah, pads, dude. Like I was absolutely. Oh in. man, I, I was a huge fan of him. Yeah, oh really? Yeah, with work done I, too. I couldn't be. I mean, he's, he was, they were in our division at that point. Well, I, yeah, but I mean, like always, lines suck. So you always root That's for somebody point. else. That's a good point. They beat us in the playoffs, also. Buccaneers? Yeah. I think it was 98. Buccaneers did not beat us in the playoffs. You're dreaming. Huh? I'm pretty sure they did. I would love to make this a bet, but I'm not confident. In Buccaneers <laughs> beat us in the make playoffs. Make it a bet. Let's bet, do it. Let's bet, make a bet. bet Can bet. we make All a bet right, right now? Buccaneers it. beat us in the playoffs. No, no. What are you betting? Like, no idea. I don't know. <laughs> you can't do that. I'll bet you half. You got to bet. A, this might be my second. This might be game. my second bet win against your family. This, this in the last two days. <laughs> oh, he's making it a family affair. Well, yeah, okay. my wife tried to do this high school musical <laughs> bet with Sam, and I should have. I, I wasn't there to be like Jill. It's Sam in High School Musical. <laughs> Use your head. Don't take the bet. But she's oh, not over it either. Not, I know she's not. she's not. She was embarrassed. Yeah. yeah. It was I'm glad one. I embarrassed her. That's good. Anyways, let's move on. To All the right. Next so one. what's what's your second one here? Second one. Okay, I, I have a picture on here of the Browns 2020 unis. Actually, it's 2019. Yeah, it would be. They haven't played 2020 yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. So. But anyways, they released their new ones. Did I give you the wrong one? I don't or know. Something? You gave me the color rush. All right. Anyways, Browns color rush. I don't care which uniform you're talking about with the Cleveland Browns. I think they are all <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Just the worst. Yeah. I mean, I don't like Cleveland. I don't like Ohio in general. Ohio should just be, but their unis might be the everybody's worst. Yeah, the, the unis might be the worst part of the whole thing. So, see, I, I disagree with you again. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I like brown. I don't like brown, but I like that brown. I feel like this is the best version of the brown. It, it's so dark; it almost looks black. I wanted, I, I wanted like to that. pick the best uh, of the worst because this might be the, this might be the best they have. And yeah. it's still bad. Yeah, I, I don't know, but the, the, it is ugly. It, it's an ugly orange. They've never done it well. I'll yeah. just say that. And just when you have brown in the uniform, it's just it's just garbage. As so. the main color of the uniform, yeah. <laughs> Mike working up. <laughs> so we got some comments on there. Oh yeah. Let's let's throw them out there. So we're talking about the Browns. He just he just put the poop emoji. <laughs> that's, exactly. That's, that's, that's brilliant. That's, that's brilliant. I see uh, Jill's actually watching. So be careful, Ryan. Oh, she is. She's bringing up. She she's trying to pull up excuses of why she lost. High school music. She doesn't want to talk you. about it, but. We're gonna talk about it. We she already, wants we to. already talked about it, so yeah. We that's so burn the, burn the bridge. All right, it's over. It's all right, done. that one's over. We'll uh we'll bring up a uh, a fan four after Ryan's all finished. All right, let's do it. Number all three. Right. Number three. Not in any particular order, but yeah. these unis of Ugly. the Jacksonville Jaguars. I believe it's like the 2014, maybe. Probably, yeah. I don't even know what color this is. I think Denard wore those ones, so it had to be 2014. <laughs> like, what? Seriously, like, what color is that? I don't even know. It's uh, gray poupon. Gray poupon. Gray poupon yellow. Gray poupon <laughs> yellow all the way through, and it's just terrible. The socks, the cleats. Yeah. I mean, the helmet. Well, the two-tone helmet. Like, the, the black is cool, but the, the helmet in general, it just doesn't go well. It doesn't go well. Just you know? go black. <sighs> it's just a terrible. Do something. It, it, yeah, it looks like somebody just, like, Went to the bathroom, just pissed in the toilet, yeah. and then went, oh, I got an idea for unis. <laughs> that's the color yeah. I'm going to use. Like that's super that's our jam. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, no, I, that's, that's really ugly. Absolutely and terrible. they were really bad, too. I think they might have made the playoffs that year, but it doesn't matter. Well, they should bring it back then. <laughs> All right, so the last one. You just hate the color rush, I, it sounds like. If you do a color rush badly, then it's the worst. If you do it well, it's one of my favorites. So what I'm like, what can yeah, I say? Yeah, so like Lions. I think their their color rush is nice. It's They're nice. gray. Yeah. They haven't worn them yet, I don't think. Maybe they have ones. I, I like them, though. And, yeah. Uh, the Seahawks. Ugh. 
so ugly. Absolutely Oof. failed. It's full green. You can't even look at it because it's so bright it hurts your eyes. Yeah. He's uh, actually mad. He's like, dang it, I have to wear this in yeah, front of the camera? Yeah, he's not happy. In fact, it's probably it's so a, bad. It's probably a green screen. He's like, hey, when do I, what are you guys going to put on this? They're like, that's your uniform. <laughs> that's your <laughs> Sir, that's what you're wearing. Yeah, that's what you're wearing. He's like, oh, oh man. <laughs> that's good. That's good. All right, so, Mike, you said you wanted to come up with, with one of our listeners' uh, four worst uh, uniforms. Yeah. Are, are there any that are being talked about here? Yeah, so... Mike Workema says, number one, Teal Pistons. Ooh. I, I loved that jersey as a kid. I loved it. All right, for, for the record. Grant yeah, Hill jersey. All right, let's, think, let's talk about this, about this one. This one's a pretty hot topic here. For the record, I had the Pistons 1990s. I think it was like a 96 to 2000 or something. Okay. Teal jerseys as an honorable mention for the worst Did you? uniforms. Yeah. Th- I liked the teal in a lot of ways, like I know what they were doing in that era. It was a little different. The logo just—I didn't like the logo. The logo drove me nuts. We might have to pull that one up, maybe they toss get, it up. They on the got screen. away from the classic colors of the Pistons, the one that just won two championships a few yeah, years before I, that. I don't like that. Well, at all. isn't that what the NBA does best? <laughs> that is what I the mean, NBA does. Come you're gonna, on, you're gonna yeah, probably talk. All about right. That so what, what else did would what did Mike work? I must say, uh, he's. <laughs> He said number two, the MSU neon green football jerseys. All right. 80s Astros. I'm looking at it 80s now. I figured Astros, it out. Yep. I figured it out. What 80s was Astros. It? I kind of like those. Dude. And, and <laughs> They're he terrible, said, but I like them. He em. said any Bumblebee, either Steelers or Michigan. He has and really good taste. I'll tell you I, that right now. <laughs> I can't disagree with him. Yeah, I'm They're right terrible. there. Anybody else coming up with some stuff here? Looks like the the Michigan State ones have been brought up a few times, but yep. uh, if if people, I want to see if people agree with me too. The Packers throwback uniforms from 2017. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Awful. Yes. And that was the on my blue, honorable mention. The as blue. Well. One, yeah, yeah. That was on your honorable. Why are the, the Packers blue, wearing the blue and yellow? Yeah. Yes. So it was uh, their original colors. Doesn't matter. Listener Carrie brought up as as one of a one of her favorites. After oh. after we had the the conversation left, could not disagree more. I told, so yeah, that was one of my least favorite. Like I had that on my honorable mention as well. And Aaron Rodgers usually pulls off a jersey. I'm just gonna say that, but couldn't do it. <laughs> no, like, he looks it's so ugly. bad in that. It's ugly. So they had two different throwbacks. They had all the, right. We're moving on to my floor. <laughs> we don't need a Packers lesson. But you guys they, aren't here for a Packers lesson. Are then, you? They <laughs> just, then they just had the all blue with the the number in the circle. That was that, even that worse. Was earlier. Oh, that was oh, I forgot about that. that they had a brown a yellow a, dot. a brown helmet. The yellow dot. Ugh, terrible, terrible, terrible. All right, so it's my turn. Enough of the Packers lesson. So number one, or all right, Oregon as a whole, they're on my list. I feel like pick Come a on, man. pick a color. And just stick to it. Like, I hate, like, it was cute for a while that you could have all of these different combinations and colors and different jerseys and paint. Like, I'm sick of it. Be a traditional school. You're in college football. This isn't the NBA. Be you, traditional. You know who else is sick of it? The guys posing in these jerseys, they look confused. They look very confused. Wait, what team am I on? I thought I, seven committed, I thought I committed to <laughs> yeah. Oregon. I'm wearing seven white. Seven was my favorite. He's like, mm, what's happening? <laughs> Yeah, uh, Oregon. <laughs> squeeze one out. You're on the list. I don't. I don't like it. I'm. I'm not a fan. I'm over it. It was cute for a bit, but I'm. I'm nah. I'm, yeah, I agree with you. I'm done with it. So, all right. So next on my list, this was already brought oh. up. The bumblebee. These are hideous. Absolutely hideous jerseys. They're. I called them. I don't call them bumblebee. I call them prison stripes. That's. They, that's they what look I call like them. prison stripes. Yeah. You know, I. I. You know, they're. It's throwbackish, I guess, but. No, just that's when you just you need to know that this is not going to work for they're, you. They're prison stripes or the referee stripes, and they're not referee stripes. Well, it, it's yeah. not flattering is, either. Yeah. We'll just bring that up. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger looks like he gained <laughs> thirty-five pounds in this picture. It's because he did, probably. Oh yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> All right, so next on my list, the neon state uniforms. <laughs> okay, so this is not a Michigan State hatred. These are just absolutely ugly. They're they're ugly. You know, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to be lime green. That's the cool thing. That's kind of like the teal of the 90s at this point. You got the Seahawks who are blah, blah, awful. awful in their yeah. jerseys, but people like it, so they're just trying to, to cater towards it. But they failed miserably with this, right? Like, there's nothing, oh. not one good thing about it. Maybe the flat green helmet is a nice color. But other uh, than that, they the, these are they absolutely made it terrible. To, they should have made the same green as their pants on their helmet. It would have been even better. So, the <laughs> the 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 huge state font across the front. 
Yes. It looks like an afterthought. Yep. I, I'm I'm dead serious. It's like, oh, yeah, it just wait, like, we, we got to add what team we are. Yeah, I I think, about I, that. yeah let's look, it's like one of us could have opened a screen printing business and then done that for them. Like, I got you covered. Exactly. At, at least put just MSU, not not state. Yeah, and I, honestly, usually I like, and, and this, this hurts coming out of my mouth. I'm going to have to take a drink after I say this, but. Michigan's color, Michigan State's colors with the the dark green and the little off white and stuff, looks so nice. Like I'm it does a big look nice. fan it looks of that great. look. It looks really good when they do it right. They failed miserably with this. Hundred <laughs> percent. It's Oregon's leftovers. Yes, it's Oregon's, and actually no, it's it's Seahawks leftovers. I remember uh, when they came yeah. out with the jersey, like the announcement, like. You can even they forgot to change the logo on the gloves. Oh yeah, it was actually a Seahawk on the gloves. <laughs> like, all right, you just gave up who you're, who you're copying uh, l- here. Listen, I thought that was the funniest thing. I would love to hear from a listener that actually, truly, full heartedly likes this jersey. Tell me why. Be- because I feel like you're just making excuses as to that's really really cool, but yeah. it, oh no, Were, it's really not. Did they wear those in one of their six wins? That is my question because if if they did, that would probably be the uh, only positive because we'll those, find out. those are absolutely ugly. I don't know. Nothing good about those. All right, moving on. All right, this is going to be controversial, and I understand it, but just hear me out for for a minute. So it's not necessarily the Notre Dame jerseys as a whole. I think their their colors are nice. You got the nice blue with the nice goldish pants. I'm I'm okay with that. But the Golden Dome is the most overrated, exciting thing in college football. Like, it is stupid. It looks terrible. The you dome. got the shiny, yeah, the gold flakes in the in the helmet paint. Like, the grow dome. up a little bit and understand, like, it looks terrible. Nobody's especially in, gold anymore. Yeah, exactly. We're Sterling Silver's rings. in. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the thing that I don't like about the helmets the most are, are when you're watching on TV and there's a reflection. You get a little green. Uh, the reflection from the, the grass, and then you get the white from the reflection of the lights. I think it looks absolutely terrible on TV. I'm sure they look really nice under the right lighting, and you can make it look nice. But, dude, under the big lights in the mid-game, it looks absolutely terrible. This is what I've never understood. Is literally the helmets, the shoes, the pants. It's, it's not even close to matching. Yeah, not they don't match Sorry. either. That's my, exactly. That's my problem with this, too. You have a yellow pant with a gold helmet. It is Just, such a nice blue. Such a nice blue. It's a great blue. The blue in, in the pants, like, I would be okay with that. It's a great blue. <laughs> <laughs> like, Lloyd Carr moment. The, <laughs> it's a great blue. Um, the blue and he's talking jersey. The blue in the pants. It's just so nice. The blue jersey with the with the color pants, whatever color it is, gold it pants. Like it looks myself. decent, but when you get in all the other goofy, you guys know I'm still trying to talk here, right? Yeah. This is what I deal with on a <laughs> daily basis. Uh, it just, the it's, I don't know. I'm not a big fan. But we're moving on to who's who's up. I'm I'm done talking. Micah, you're up. You gotta collect yourself here. We got watchers. We got listeners. Is this, is that, I think I've seen this the, one before. The Oregon uniforms. Picture, okay, this is basically. It looks like the color rush of Oregon. Okay. Yeah. A- aside from the other 50 million jerseys they have, they have no identity in tradition or jerseys. It's all terrible. I don't like them at all. I, I hear you. My, I think my wife posted. Something about liking their their all blacked out jerseys. Sure, that's great. Great for like a one time. I actually do like that. They have good versions of their jerseys. That's why I couldn't put them on this because some of them I think are some of the coolest jerseys. But they wear it for one game and then they move on to something else and it's the worst. Yeah, that that is their identity. Is they do one colored schemes for every game. They never wear the same thing ever again. Uh oh. Why? Hold on, hold on. Before we move on to the next one, we have. Somebody calling you out, right? What? Mine? Your gold away uniforms in college. It was ugly. The gold away uniforms. The gold in away uniforms in college. Oh, were they ugly. were. They would have been. They would have been number one. I think on this list. Were they that bad? Oh, they were. You agree? Terrible. Okay. So you agree with it? Okay. I didn't know if we were going to start a fight here. No, Someone's no, calling no, no, no. you out. Somebody's calling me. Out. Who's were, calling me out? They were a little Mike less dehydrated. Uh oh. Disagree Wait, on who's... Notre Dame unis. No, the unis are good. They're black. Their their golden uh, domes are overrated. That's what I'm saying. The, the golden domes. The golden domes Julian, are the issue here. You're right. <laughs> the golden domes are the issue here. It's not the unis. It's the golden it's the domes as dome. a, as a whole. I I. D- yeah, anyways, go ahead. <laughs> you guys are talking about real things. I was about to be like, my college uniforms were the worst. <laughs> <laughs> He's living, oh. going back, going yeah. back. 
All right, so, so we're moving. So next one. We're moving on. So we have a few people watching that haven't made any comments. I see uh, Anthony or Jacob Anthony. Give us, give us your worst. Come on, Jacob. Uh, Todd Johnston is, is up there, peak performance maybe or something. I don't know what his name is. But I saw he was on there. Mr. J. Tell us, tell us what your guys' worst uniforms are of all time. So Absolutely. Mike is going to keep on going. We'll try to get some more comments in before we move forward. You guys, this has been brought up so many times. How is it not one of the worst uniforms to ever walk the planet? They are. It's, they're awful. They're awful. It's horrible. There's. There's nothing more that needs to be said. But if you like them, I want to hear why you like yeah. them. Like, what's going <laughs> so on? That's what Somebody, we need. I think this is the picture, though, that has the, the Seahawk on the glove, the, the right glove. Really? That's the left, left side. I'm pretty sure it has a Seahawk uniform. I found it. Uh-huh. I zoomed in and I took a picture at one point. Oh, yeah, that was all over the internet. Uh, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> was it? Okay. Dang, I didn't know come that. Come on. All right, so we're moving on from Micah. Again, oh, so we got Daniel, Daniel McDanny. Thanks for joining us, Danny Meeker. Uh, tell us what your your he's down in Louisiana. So thank oh. you for thank you for tuning in. Tell oh, us what nice. your all time favorite or least favorite jersey is. That's what we're going over here. So probably going go Tigers. Well, oh come like on, Tiger. No, that'd be a good one. Oh yeah, they just well don't hurt feelings here. All right, moving on. Oh, we got a penguin up there. Look how blatantly ugly that is. I disagree. Oh. I do. Really? You really you, like that? Oh, I what? I like the all yellow and black Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, it's so obnoxious in th- every way. I think it looks good. And you were the I one. Really who, do. You were the one who had the Steelers on your list. Yeah, but that was way Mostly worse. Mostly because of that the was stripes. way worse. Yeah. So unflattering. It, Got yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It's 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 too much. There's too much yellow. It's it's obnoxious. And Pittsburgh, I'm going to tell you right now, they're the organ of the NHL. They've got way too many jerseys. They change all too often. And to be quite frank, their jerseys that they wore when they beat us in the Stanley Cup playoffs, those were their best jerseys. I don't remember that day. And I, I don't, I, those I don't want to remember Never that will. day either. <laughs> I, the only thing I don't like about this look are the yellow ham helmets. I think you should have went black. That's my opinion. That would have made it a little bit better. How did the Predators not make the list with the, the minion jerseys that they have? They I thought, should have been I on the those, list. They're terrible. They're so no, bad with it. I think what makes them different is they're they're not a traditional team. I'm not saying they're original six by any no, means. Okay, not. but but what I'm saying is that's the way the Predators have been for so long. They they've had those yellow jerseys for so long. Not not since inception. Okay. But they've rocked the yellow. That's a good movie. Much longer. I've yet to see it. It is a good movie. Oh man, I gotta watch it. Come on, man. Yeah, you gotta watch we it. We should have a discussion about movies I haven't seen. That'll, <laughs> oh, that that'll be like be six one. hour episode. Uh, I think six it's hour, uh, that will be multiple <laughs> <it's> episodes. <laughs> uh, Maple Leafs jersey too, in like '08 or something that was like red and blue and white. It looked terrible. You talking about the NBA? No, I'm talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> I don't remember that one. That was on there. You gotta look it up some other time. Come on. All right. So that is. Micah's third third one, you yep. third seat. All right, so yep. your fourth and final are ooh, it boy. is atrocious. Yeah, <laughs> is that like a roller derby? <laughs> it's like a V neck that I was wearing <laughs> li- li- the other day. <laughs> it looks like I mean, what's that show with like uh, what is it, like Glow on Netflix? I've seen that. Never that seen looks it. like it should be on Glow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is that like a strip club or something? Sounds like it'd no, be a it's strip like club. a roller derby or, or like a oh. women's wrestling. I think maybe. Okay. Yeah, but. You yeah. can't hate on the stash though. The stash is probably the best thing about oh, this picture. One of the classiest looks I've he's seen. He's killing it. Yeah, he's killing it with a stash. But if his goals look dirty, he's doing <laughs> a really good job. It, I mean, can you imagine sitting in the locker room, someone coming up to you and going, "This is what you're wearing tonight." He would pull a Chris Get, Sale and burn it. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> no, he burned it. Chris Sale like, hated the throwback so much he lit one on fire in the locker room so they couldn't wear them. Oh, my gosh. No, I, I wouldn't even step out <laughs> on the ice with that thing. When he was with the White Sox. So bad. Jillian says it looks like yeah, it should those be are bad. part of a Mortal Kombat uniform. Mortal Kombat? Nice. <laughs> right? It does. That is, it's so that is true. That is, all right, so, Ryan, you brought up a couple honorable mentions. You brought up the Packers. Oh, yeah. Uh, the blue ones, I think. Packers in general probably could have made the list because it's very ugly green with a very very <laughs> ugly yellow. I didn't put them on my list mainly because I felt like it would be unfair. Yeah, you guys would just start arguing. 
Yeah. And I'd be in the middle. That's no, okay. Didn't want to start I'm, that. I'm done arguing. Um, but with it, Micah, did you have any honorable mentions that, that almost made your list? Um, yeah. So, I, so I, many, right? I, I there did. There are a lot it, of ugly jerseys in this world. It was really hard actually narrowing the list, but I'm going to... I'm going to put a blanket on NBA's entire alternate uniforms that seem to be never-ending. Yeah, they have a lot. Why is that the case? Like, I was talking to you guys off-air about the Pacers. They they were wearing red and yellow jerseys. I've never seen red and yellow as their color scheme in my entire life. USC. That is really weird. him Him and I and Donnie went to a Pacers-Clippers game. That was a long time ago, and they were still wearing their yellow and blue. Yeah. They weren't wearing Are their standard colors red now? I don't even know. No, I mean, it's an alternate thing, but they wear, they wear them all the time, though. But they're, they're wearing them because it's cool. It's edgy. It's what they call drip, they right? They want to sell more like, unis and yeah. sell more hats. What is the, yeah. What's the <laughs> right? point? I just I, I don't understand. It's terrible. I don't think the the NBA does a good job with uniforms at all. With jer- jerseys, they're awful. Yeah, I I don't think just so. In and general, they, I think it's it might be because they're uh, they're just they don't have as many options because football you have the helmet, the socks, the shoes, the uh, you know the. That's the true. Pants. You really only have the the jersey and the yeah, shorts. Yeah, it's just a shirt and shorts. Yeah, and one, then the players go crazy with their own shoes. Yeah, one thing that I think could have made the list were the the highlight yellow that Michigan basketball wore a few years back. Where with the when you the didn't when the like it no when the the numbers and the last name had like the exact same color and it was just a slight difference you couldn't even see anything I thought it was terrible I don't I remember the, those I hate the really bright ones I think Trey Burke was on the team that year oh and they had matching shoes right yeah yeah uh, yeah I, all right I can see that how do you guys think about what do you think about the pink getting into like our normal so like when people wear pink shoes with their normal Attire. Do you guys like like we all understand the reason behind it? Wait, are you talking like for breast month? cancer, yeah, breast right? Like a lot of a lot of times they do it, but sometimes it's just for the fun of it too. Like like for sports, I, or are you talking out in real yeah, life? Yeah, sports. I don't mind it at all. <laughs> no, incorporating it into jerseys because I I know the the politics behind it. I I, I don't like it when it's on the jerseys. No, nah, I'm fine with it. Yeah, for yeah. the most part. The the shoes. Me too. I, I don't I mind it at all. That was a stupid stupid. <laughs> I shouldn't have brought it up. Yeah, you should that, that went the wrong direction there. <laughs> no, no, no. But I, I'm not saying anything against not supporting breast cancer. Let, let me get yeah. that out there. But what, like when they when they incorporate the pink to the jerseys, it just seems to benefit the main organization more than it does the breast cancer awareness. All right. So that's fair. Well, if there's not, uh, did anybody else bring up any more any more comments worth talking about at this point? I was trying to look up the Maple Leafs, and I and I, I apologize. You almost got it. Or no? Well, no, I I can't find any of the searches that I was doing earlier, but I feel bad because it might not even be them. It might be a different team that I saw that was just one up terrible. There, I can tell you who it is. No, I'm I'm trying to find it. Oh, Workham, I just brought up uh, Maryland, the the goofy stuff that they do. What do you guys think They're, about that? I think they have so many different colors, and I don't like the two different things you like on the helmets. The helmets. Do you I, like the helmets? I actually kind of I almost. Put them on my like list. Really? Yeah. yeah. Really? One of their unis. Yeah. One of their black. The, the basic one or the all black? All blacks. The all black were really nice. Yeah. The all yeah. blacks look really good. I mean, you can't was... kill it with like if it's an all black uniform, you're gonna do it right. But they had a lot. Of, but they had a lot of extra stuff going yeah. on. And I don't good. like the shoulders though that they do. And I get it, that they're going off their flag, the flag, but their flag is way too yeah. ugly to be promoting all the time. Yeah. So too they, many different colors. They did one last year, and I can't remember. The exact scheme, so I'm not going to try and pretend like I know, but I, it was something so basic to where they had one color helmet, one color jersey, one color pants, and it just didn't look right. It was just the wrong scheme. Yeah. All a, right. Yeah. So I'm going to put you guys on the spot here. We got four major sports in the in in the state of Michigan. I want you guys to give me your least favorite jersey currently for for our four major sports. Can least you, can, favorite. Yeah. So Ooh. just just think Pistons, Red Wings, Tigers. And Lions. Which ones do you think do it right? Which ones do you think do it wrong? Man, I'm, I, I like Are, are I you like going more Tigers. traditional? I think Tigers would win it for me, even though yeah. I had Red Wings white on my, my <laughs> list. But I love the English. The English D is the is by far the best. Out of, out of everything. I agree. It's so But the wing classy. wheel is up there, too. I don't know. 
I'm going to go with the Pistons having the worst. I mean, whatever just they a, do, yeah. it's just it's the blanket they, I was talking about earlier. They can do really well, but they can also hurt yeah, a little bit. I'm, I'm going to go with Pistons are the worst, then the Lions, and then Wings and, Pist- and Tigers as the top. Yeah, I feel like ti- or the Lions are too boring. They have an opportunity to really do something cool, but they haven't done it yet. I don't know what it is. I personally liked the All Black that they did a few years back, and I was a – Long, but I liked the black. I thought that was pretty cool looking. I was going to yeah, ask I, you I guys because you guys are way more up to date on that team than I am. But have they switched the tone of the Honolulu blue multiple times over the past couple of years? They do it a little bit. I think it kind of goes along with the jersey, the maker of the jersey, more than anything. Okay, that's my opinion, but could be wrong. But. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the wings white. They're they're what was their old home jersey and is now their new visitor jersey. Yeah. For sure. Right. Best. Cool. Well, thank you guys for, for uh, watching. Uh, we're going to continue on with the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. We're going to keep moving on to some breaking news that we had in the NHL today. I'm excited-ish. I think we're all excited-ish <laughs> because it hurts the Red Wings, but it's very exciting for hockey fans. So. Alrighty, alrighty. So we just had a good time talking about our least favorite unis. We had Facebook Messenger coming in there, and they were commenting. It was fun. It was fun. I'm, I'm glad we did that. Uh, but we are going to move on to some breaking news that, that happened earlier today. Basically, the NHL came out with a full-fledged, I think, four phases, full-fledged plan to restart. Ryan, I'm just going to turn my mic off and let you kind of read through this. And we'll dissect it as as we go, if that's all right with you guys. Yeah, so this is a lot of news about the NHL draft lottery and also the rest of the season slash the playoff run. So uh, the NHL on Tuesday announced that the protocol for the 2020 NHL draft lottery with its first phase held June 26. The draft lottery will determine the first 15 picks of the 2020 NHL draft based on three six drawings over one or two phases. Three through six drawings over the one or two phases. It'll include the seven teams that did not qualify for the 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs, plus eight teams that lose in the qualifying round. You guys just break mm. it up anytime you really want to talk about something specific. So, so basically, to, to kind of, if if we can start like it, kind of talking about a, a different spot. So, there's going to be a 24 team playoff here, is what they're proposing, and that's Correct. going to turn into. I mean, so basically, so yeah, 20, 24 team playoff. They're going to take the top, I want to say, eight teams, four of the East, four of the West. They're going to have them do their own seeding tournament, and then everybody else is going to play a five-game series to kind of continue to go on. Right. Those four out of each conference are getting buys, essentially. But they're going to be playing for seeding as well at the same time. If if I understood it correctly, I might be wrong. Yeah, uh, three in like rounds three through six, I think. I think I don't know. I'm not really sure about this. <laughs> okay, so basically, we, we to break down what what was what came out is the the NHL they have so yeah obviously let me, let me you, read the next let me read okay a couple yeah more. yeah sorry, the, sorry the first phase of the draft lottery will be held June 26 uh, prior to the qualifying round it will be it will consist of three drawings and include the seven teams that did not qualify for the postseason and eight placeholder positions. So the seven teams that didn't make it, those will be included in the 15 spots yes. part of the draft lottery. Yep. The rest of the eight will also be placeholders for the positions due to the, the playoff status. Correct. After that's done. And so, we have, we so have that list of seven. will be a part of that. Yes. So we have the list of seven, but we're waiting on the remaining eight, basically. Because after the first round of the, the play-in playoffs, basically, that, that, that they're proposing here, the losers are going to jump into the lottery. Correct. Out, out of the out of the sixteen. Okay. Yeah. So yep. the lottery 16, odds yeah. for the seven non-playoff teams were determined by their point percentage during the 2019-20 regular season, which was paused March 12th. So the the Red Wings are doing great on that point. <laughs> the oh eight, yeah. The eight potential losing teams from the qualifying round will be represented in the first phase of the draft lottery as unassigned picks. The first drawing of the first phase will set the team selections one 
in the draft. And the second drawing will set the team selecting number two. And the third drawing will set the team to selecting number three. So it's just one, two, three. Yes. We're going to figure this out. Yep. So right? basically, so it, we, we've talked about over the last few episodes that th- there, there was a proposal out there that the, the Red Wings were going to get better odds. It was going to be 57% to get, or 50, 57%, I want to say, to get the first overall pick. Right. And then the remainder odds would be the second overall that's pick. That's what that we're was, hoping That's for. what they were going to do. That has been wiped clean. So oh. erase those episodes completely from oh, your yeah. guys' mind. At least for for what we're talking about, we're going back to the the, the original odds, where the Red Wings are going to be eighteen point five percent chance at the first overall pick, sixteen point five percent chance at the second overall pick, sixteen point four in the third overall pick, but a fifty point six percent chance at the fourth overall pick. They were by far the worst team in the NHL. I'm flat out angry that this is the way it's going. I know it's the way that it was supposed to go, but you also have eight teams that shouldn't be eligible for the playoffs. That are going to be. They have a chance to decide their fate by playing on the ice. And now all of a sudden, if they lose, they're going to be thrown into the lottery. Right. So seems like a bunch of BS to me. In that, and like, either they're in the playoffs or they're out of the playoffs. There's no, there's no both. Right. And I'm pissed about it. I totally agree with you. Okay. Because listen, their team's point percentage, the Wings, they stand at. 275. The winning percentage. Correct. Yeah. Oh, point percentage. I guess that's yeah, yeah the hockey yep. thing. Yeah. But the Senators stand at 437, okay? So, I, listen, <clears throat> I, I think everyone should be upset, but l- let me help you just kind of pump the brakes a little, okay? So, right now, the Wings have an 18.5% chance for the number one pick, but... The Senators standing at number two, they've got a thirteen and a half percent. Okay. Yep. And I I understand the whole the the number four pick with like a what would you say a fifty what percent chance? Basically for the number four, Basically six. guaranteeing that they cannot fall below number four. For yeah, for you sure. Can't yes. Fall out of four. Correct. You cannot we, fall out we, of four. We will not be falling out of four. Everyone knows it. Steve Eiserman knows it. But we do hold the best percent chance for that number one overall pick. And I'm going to hang on to it. Yeah, I mean... I'm going to hang on to it. To, I know it's not... The weird The weird part is, and the frustrating part is, why are we including seven teams in the draft lottery for the number one overall I, pick? That for sure. If you're going to say that no. the Red Wings can't fall below four, then you should reduce it to four. I agree. I agree completely. Like that's the logical but, way to go. For, for me, it's like, I look at it as the seven teams that are not included in this new revamped NHL playoff, those are the teams that should not be included in the, in the in the lottery. I think one through seven, they really screwed the pooch on this. They should have re redid the odds here because look, Arizona Coyotes. Let's let's look at them right there. So yeah, they're they're let's say seventh. No, it's probably twelfth, twelfth overall maybe there in the standings. They're also right. going to get an opportunity. They would have missed the playoffs if 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 you would have stuck to the normal format. You're going to switch to this sixteen team. Playoff while the eight are doing their own thing. So so Arizona gets an opportunity to play in the playoffs, play for their fate, continue to build all of these things. But then if they lose, oh well, you're just gonna go fall back to where you would have been anyways. And they might get a first overall pick. And they could easily get a first overall pick. I know it's only three point five percent chance. But Chicago jumped up from I think it was like sixteen to two last year. Like crazy things happen in this lottery and. And but, by opening this door for for a little bit of both, you're making everybody happy is what they're trying to do. And look, I'm not saying that the, the way that they propose it the, the other way was the right way. I don't think the Red Wings should have had the 57% chance. I don't think they should only go one or two. I don't think that was fair. But now that you have this set in stone of this 24-team quote-unquote playoff, then cut those 24 teams out and redo your odds. That is the issue here. In right. my opinion, I don't to, care about who has the odds. Like once you win or you lose, like I, it should be the seven teams that didn't make the playoffs are the ones that should be in the lottery. Nobody else. That's what I'm flat out angry about. Yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, <clears throat> I disagree with you because at at this point, listen, COVID has ruined basically everything in this world, including sports to a T. And if I'm being honest. Why are we even talking about 
lottery odds. I mean, we're... Because we're, we have the best odds. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, hold on. We're, we're three quarters of the way, seven eighths of the way, however you want to look at it, through the NBA and the NHL season. Okay? Why are we talking about lottery odds? Look at who the clear-cut, t- the worst teams are, and just go from there. Worst team, you get first pick. You get second pick. You get third pick. Let's let's move on from there. If, if they want to... And there are caveats in here that kind of play that scenario out. So the I, the first and second and third drawings of this phase, the phases approach that they're talking about, that's where they go wrong because they're including 15 teams or 14 or 15 teams in this like opportunistic first three picks. Yeah. But those teams don't have any chance of being the fourth overall pick. Mm-hmm. Down in the, down in the process. It's just one, two, or three. That's the most messed up part of this because if you look at, it's actually displayed like on a graph almost that that we're looking at right now that obviously the listeners can't see. But the way it's laid out is that all of those teams have the opportunity for the first three picks, and then nobody can fall four picks behind their their draft slot. So okay. the, the Red Wings will cannot go from one to five. They'll be one to four. Yep. The next team Correct. cannot go two to six, and then three to seven, and so on. And that makes sense to me. If you want to have draft lottery, so you build excitement, and you still have that unknown, you don't want everybody to tank. Be in the top four, and they you should do your draft lottery based on that. Not have fifteen teams opportunity to have the top three picks. It's almost one way or the other. It's it's almost like they're giving themselves room for conspiracies. Do yeah, Sam. Do you know where the NHL left off or has announced at? how many spots a team can move up because the theory was at one point, I mean, I think last week or two weeks ago, we were talking that a team couldn't move up no more than four spots. Yeah. That was, that was the proposal. That was the proposal. Yeah. And and, and, and honestly, obviously as a Red Wing fan, I think, yeah, give the Red Wings the best opportunity. Like I was 100% game with that. Now, if, if I was, Let's say the fit. Let's say the Red Wings were were in Los Angeles spot. I'd be like, no way, that's fair. Which I agree. I don't think it is fair. I don't think either of these things are fair. Complete. I think the best of the way they should have done this is re- revamp the odds based on the seven teams that weren't able to play for their fate. That is the key. Is you have teams eight through thirty one or thirty two, whatever it is. Now I don't even know. I don't care. Okay. They're playing for their fate. That's what I feel like the Got lottery it. should 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 reward is if you're not able to play for your fate and like actually work towards something, that's when you should be in the lottery. I don't hate the lottery system. I think it's fine because I think it avoids tanking, especially in um, the NFL and M- or NHL and NBA. I think that's very good for for those leagues to have that. I I wouldn't mind seeing the other leagues adopt it, but it does this doesn't make much sense for, for at least for baseball. For sure. So. So can I have Ryan read two lines? Yeah, go for it. And then we can kind of unbox it for what it is. All right. All right, so if a qualifying round losing team wins each of the top three picks, the bottom seven teams will be assigned picks number four through uh, four through ten in inverse order of their point percentage. You want me to keep reading? Yeah. That's... If, if a quali- The next one is if a qualifying round losing team wins one or two of the top three picks any bottom seven team not in the top three will be assigned their pick in inverse order of point percentage. Meaning, if you have the lowest point percentage, you are the next in line if you didn't get your top three. That's what we're just talking about. They give everybody, every team, an opportunity for the top three, and then after that, if you have the worst point percentage, then you're at the top of the list. Okay. But but what are they saying? Did they Did they... Did they misquote what's going on here? Because I was reading this earlier, and it was saying if a qualifying round losing team wins each of the top three picks, so, how is that even possible? Like the way it's worded, am I am I thinking if, if they incorrectly? Make the playoffs, if they make the playoffs, and all the seven teams do not get picks one, two, or three, because that's the that's a situation that could happen the way they have this set up. Then they're saying picks four through ten will be laid out in order. In order of of worst record. So then it would be Red Wings, would be the and next. Then, and then so, so so let's say Arizona loses first round, happens to win the first overall pick. And Red Wings would be Minnesota, two. Winnipeg. 
No, no, no. What this says is if Montreal, Chicago, and Arizona all get the first three picks. Yes, okay. Then picks four through ten would start with the Pistons. Red Wings. Sorry, the Red Wings. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ottawa, then San Jose, and et cetera, for the, from the worst records at that That makes point. more sense. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Thank you for clearing that up. But but anyways, I still pisses me all right, off. So so two two <laughs> things. I'm flat out angry that a team has an opportunity to play for their fate and have a sniff at the NHL playoffs. Whether it's a hybrid playoffs or not, I don't care. You get to play. You get to play and you get an opportunity to get hot at the right time and move your season on. You have seven teams that don't. They are the ones that should be the teams in the lottery. That's the that's in my opinion the only way it should I go. I completely agree with that. But I'm so excited for hockey. Like 2014 playoff. The, <laughs> hey, I'm I'm in. I am in for that. Like I, oh, dude, it's gonna I'm, be wild. I'm flat out pissed, and I'm flat out six to midnight excited for my summer nights out on the deck watching TV. I'm gonna be out there watching hockey literally all the time. Batman, I'm sorry, but that you guys won't see me for a while, other than for the podcast, probably. Batman's and you might even about, have to bring the podcast to me because I'm just gonna be sitting there. Batman's, Batman's talking about round robin tournaments. I don't think he did it bad. I don't think he's doing a bad job. No, no. I don't think – the one thing that I don't like, that is the only thing, is what I already said a few times. I, I don't think he's doing much wrong. I mean, I think the round robin is real it's interesting. It's going to be what really I, exciting. You what I f- really like about this, too, is that the NHL and a little bit of the NBA, too, but they, they have almost been the first ones, especially the NHL. The would, NHL is being aggressive. They're here. being trailblazers, yes, they yeah, and they're helping all the other leagues have a reason to do what they're doing. So and it I, gives them the opportunity to move forward, and I hope baseball follows their lead. And guess what's going to happen? Is people on the ESPN that hasn't talked about hockey since 1999, they're going to be talking hockey tomorrow. Well, all, uh, of the, all of these sports shows will be talking about hockey. And it, the bottom line is if, the ho- if hockey can start this thing up, the if trend. this – actually works and you start two weeks before nba can or let's say three weeks or a month like all that is great for the game of hockey it is absolutely great you know what's going to be interesting though say say they start late okay because they're not they're not thinking that there's going to be anyone meeting for training camps for until what is it July, yeah, something 1? like that. But but NBA's are are open their their facilities, right. so we got to be so, careful with that. Like NBA could start up before the NHL. At this so point. so what what I'm getting at is if they start their their postseason pretty late and it goes late into the year, maybe August September. What is that bridge going to look like when they start to cross it going into October the following, yeah, the following year? year? That's that's going to be interesting. That's but you know really what? Wild. They can deal with that. What they need to do yep. is they need to get started for and sure. Then, and then if you have a, a short, shortened abbreviated season, the next one, so be it. Yep, people would be okay. You with can that. always work your way towards that. All right. So the last thing that we have to do are the beer grades. But before we do that, I want to remind everyone again that although you cannot sit at the Hops Brewing and Cafe, you do not have to miss out on their great beer during the shutdown. They are open Monday through Friday from 5 to 7 p.m. You can continue to support them by purchasing Crowlers, Growlers, uh, buy some gift cards and merchandise. They have great beer. They really do have great beer. They have the best staff, and we need to support them now more than ever. DeHops is the official brewery of State of My Sports for 2020. If you mention State of My Sports, you get $1 off your crowler, $3 off your growler fill, which includes the brand new State of My PA named after this podcast. So obviously, we really recommend that, and we also recommend any of their great beer and seltzers. You cannot go wrong at DeHops. Please stop by, support, let them know that State of My Sports sent you. So, let's get into some beer grades. Micah, Boom. what do you got? So, to remind everyone, tonight I'm drinking from Grayline Brewing, Squared Away Double IPA. 10%, um, obviously, double IPA. Uh, me, personally, I just don't like the, the the taste that it provides. I can't really nail down exactly what's going on in this beer, but it's... The, the alcohol volume, I mean, it's there. 
what is that? A ten ten percent? Ten percent. It's I mean, there. That's pretty potent, yeah. <clears throat> but I, I guess it's I guess I'm a guy that just likes flavor. Flavor of this beer, flavor of this food. Um I'm gonna give this a uh I'm gonna go with a six point one. It's pretty low. Yeah, not the it best. It is low. I, it's yeah. fine. I'm not gonna tell you what to do. Uh, I was drinking Cakewalk Vanilla Cream Ale from Right Brain Brewery. Um, this is this is a super average beer to me. I was expecting more. I think just because of cake, like uh, the vanilla, the sweetness, it wasn't there. It wasn't great on its own as well. So I'm gonna give it a, a six, three. Jeez, man, we got some little scores going around today. Redeem us, Sam. I am drinking. From Grayline Brewing Company, which I'm generally a big fan of their beers. I'm drinking Disruptor, which is out. It's the Red Rye IPA, 7.6% alcohol by volume. It, I mean, it, it's a good beer. I'm not going to hate on it. It's just, I don't know. I feel like I've had better beers lately. So I'll probably grade a little lower than I should. I'm going to go with a 7, just a straight 7. Okay. That's the All way right. I think I should go. Not the strongest line of uh, of, of grades that time. And, I, and you know what? I think gray line is better than this. Yes, I agree with that. 100%. Yeah. And who knows what, what they're going through? They just reopened uh, a week and a half ago. Yeah. Maybe that has something to do with it. Who knows? Might have been sitting around a lot longer than what we realized. So. Uh, yeah, it's a good point. I think they've got other flagship beers that you can give a try. Yeah. I think these might be some trial beers, to be I'm honest. I'm generally a big fan of, of, of Grayline, so I'm a little disappointed with this one, but uh, I appreciate my sister for giving it to me Yeah, as I almost dropped the yeah. whole so, thing. That was almost devastating. Yeah, thought, yeah. It's so, empty. So. <laughs> so, something I want to quick bring up. I love the hops, but if you're not close to the hops, go support your your nearest brewery. The, I mean, everyone. They're all going through a tough everyone's time. Everyone's going through a tough time. Go support them. Go, gra- go grab something to go. Yeah, it looked like this last weekend. Everybody was, so that was good to see. Yeah, for sure. So, um, Well, we had a good time. We talked about uh, some Pistons. We talked Red Wings. Not really a hot topics in these ways, but the NHL making – oh, I'm so excited for that. I'm going to focus on that. I'm going to enjoy it. We had a good time. What did we do with the, the unis? Our four I least favorite remember. unis. Yeah, we just – Good episode. Good times. We'll talk to you guys next week, if not sooner. Peace.